Markholtz, and you're listening to Looking Up with Don. This is the Looking Up with Don podcast, episode number 100, for the week of December 1st, 2021. The related website for this podcast is donmacholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z.com, two H's. What's up in the sky this week? As our week begins on Wednesday, December 1st, the moon will be a thin crescent in your morning sky. The moon will be new on Saturday, December 4th, 0742 Universal Time. There will be an eclipse, and I'll discuss that in a couple minutes. Those wanting to see a thin crescent moon in the morning sky before the moon is new are in the evening sky in the day or two after new moon. The southern hemisphere is favored for both as the moon will be south of the sunrise and sunset point in both instances. By next Tuesday, December 7th, the moon will be a thin crescent in the evening sky. Try to get out on the evening of Sunday, December 5th, and look for the moon very low in the western sky, 45 minutes to an hour after sunset. If you can find that moon, you can trace upwards through the planets Venus, Saturn, and Jupiter, all more or less evenly spaced. And if you have a telescope, continue on and look at Neptune and Uranus. On Monday, December 6th, the moon will be a couple degrees south of the planet Venus. This is a good opportunity to show both Venus and the moon to your friends and neighbors. Using your telescope, show them Venus first. At least two out of ten will say, nice view of the moon. The planet Venus undergoes phases, and it is presently a crescent phase as it heads between us and the sun. And over the next few weeks, it will grow larger in size and become even a thinner crescent. The moon will be south of Saturn on December 7th, and south of Jupiter on December 8th. I have occasionally talked about seeing your shadow cast by the light of Venus. This past week, I've seen it several times from my home here in Stargazer Ranch, my shadow on the side of my house caused by the light of Venus. The house is painted light gray, and that helps to see the shadow. You can try it outside or go indoors and have light from Venus shine into your darkened room. How well you can see it depends mostly upon your eyes and your skies. Dark skies with very little light pollution provide the contrast you need between the sky and Venus. But what also helps, and this is more critical, is your eyes and your ability to see low-light and low-contrast objects. 
practice and work on your eyes. With patience, your eyes will get better. On your computer and phone screen where you can control the brightness and contrast, turn down the brightness a bit and turn down the contrast. Let your eyes work to pull out the details. Will future generations have trouble seeing the stars at night, not just because of light pollution, but also due to weak eyes? Don't let that happen to you. On Saturday, December 4th, there will be a solar eclipse of the sun, and it will be visible in Antarctica. And the part of Antarctica closest to South America will have the actual total phase. The rest of Antarctica and parts of South Africa will see a partial solar eclipse. Probably more penguins than people will see this eclipse. Those solar eclipse glasses will keep slipping off their ears. Will you be able to see the International Space Station this week? which for our purposes begins Wednesday, December 1st through Tuesday, December 7th. It depends upon where you are located. This week we have six zones. All you need to know is your latitude. North of 63 degrees, you will not see it at all. Between 38 and 63 degrees north, the ISS will be in your evening sky for the whole week and sometimes you can see it twice in one night. Between 24 and 38 degrees north, it will be visible in your evening sky for the second half of the week. Between 30 degrees south and 24 degrees north, the equatorial zone, the ISS will not be visible at all this week. From 33 to 30 degrees south, now this is a very narrow band, the ISS will be in your morning sky for the second part of the week. And south of 33 degrees south, the International Space Station will be in your morning sky for the whole week, sometimes two or three times per morning. To determine where it will be in your sky, go to the website heavens-above.com and enter your location, then click on ISS. Many comets grace our sky this week. Of note, Comet Borley, P19, is now in the southern evening sky, and it's moving slowly northward. Recently, in, in photographs at least, it has been showing a trail of debris extending through it. This is in addition to the normal tail that a comet typically has. Comet Leonard C2021A1 is about magnitude 7 visible in binoculars, and it continues to close in on the sun. The question has arisen in the past few days, is this comet still healthy? because if it's going to disintegrate, this would be the time that it would most likely occur. The rate of brightening has seemed to slow a bit. Now, sometimes that happens from time to time. As one comet expert has declared, this might indicate slowdown of the rate of gas production in the nucleus. 
That does not mean the comet nucleus is falling apart. Meanwhile, on the positive side, the comet's tail is developing very well. This week, as the moon gets out of the morning sky, we'll have a clearer understanding of what's going on with this comet. Moonlight does make it difficult to estimate its magnitude, which is its brightness, as does its tail and the fact it's getting closer to the Earth. As it gets closer to the Earth, it gets larger, and it is more difficult to get a good estimate of its brightness. So keep watching Comet Leonard, the brightest comet of the year. On the evening of December 2nd and 3rd, Comet Leonard passes just south of the globular cluster M3 in the morning sky. It gets very close to that cluster, about one-tenth of a degree. But of course, the comet is much closer to us than is the cluster. The closest approach is on December 3rd at 0330 Universal Time. In the Western Hemisphere, the comet will be above the cluster on the morning of December 2nd and below the cluster with its tail extending into it on December 3rd. The comets visible this week are plotted on Podcast 100, Maps 1 and 2, this week's maps. Podcast 100, Map 3 is for Comet Leonard, Magnitude 7. It is in the morning sky. For more detailed real-time positions and maps, go to heavens-above.com and click on Comets. I will be giving a talk on Sunday, December 19th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to the Amateur Observers Society of New York, based in Long Island. This talk will be about visual comet hunting and will last about 90 minutes. It will be recorded, but the recording will be available only to members of the club. If you would like to watch it live, contact me at dontheastronomer at gmail.com and I'll send you the link once I get it. They do not use Zoom. They use the WebEx platform for their meetings. You can get a certificate and badge saying that you are a planetary defender. Go to the nasa.gov website and then to the page for the DART spacecraft. This spacecraft was launched last week and will travel to a double asteroid. It will then be sent crashing into the smaller asteroid, and astronomers will see how the orbit of that asteroid has changed. There is no danger that this particular asteroid will hit the Earth. This is just a test. Anyway, on the DART page, one can become a planetary defender. My wife did that. She's a planetary defender. I believe that a title comes with responsibility. So the next time a large meteor or small asteroid hits the Earth, I'll turn to my wife and say, That was your job, wasn't it, honey? Yeah, right. I've written two books about the Messe Marathon. The first was in 1994, self-published. The second was for Cambridge University Press in 2002. 
Lately, we have been seeing the 1994 self-published book, Messe Marathon Observer's Guide, selling used online, autographed by me for $50 and $55. Well, that is a bit much for that book, so I've made a few changes to it, updated it a bit, and I'm going to be offering it, autographed by the author, that's me, for $35. The update I made is a table of suggested Messe Marathon dates. The old 1994 book had them through the year 2020. This new book, now the second edition, has those suggested Messe Marathon dates from the year 2020 through 2050. The other change I made in this book is this. In 1994, the observing order in the evening sky was slightly different. We would hit the first 11 objects, then go to Orion and hit four more Messe objects. Then we head north and get sequence number three, which was M1, M35, 37, 36, and 38. Then after we covered those objects, we head back south again to get sequence number four, which consists of M41, 93, 47, 46, 50, and 48. Over the years, I've done more than 50 Messe marathons. I have found it easier to do sequence number four first. That is, after the objects near Orion stay in the south for M41 and so on, before heading north for M1 and those objects. My 2002 book for Cambridge does it that way, and I've been using that order for about 25 years now. So the second edition of my 1994 book has that change. This new second edition of my book costs $35 autographed, and you can order it from me. We're still a few days away from setting up the ordering system. So next week, I'll fill you in on the details of ordering this book. This is episode number 100 of this podcast, Looking Up with Don. I started in actually the last week of 2019, producing the first episode for the first week of 2020. And I have producing, been producing them each week since then. All of the episodes... The current ones and the back issues are on my website, donmockholtz.com. Also, since the beginning, I have been offering handouts for each podcast. Most of them have maps of the evening and morning skies for the week, plus extra handouts for topics that we covered during the podcast. We are on many podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and all the podcasts are on my website, and that's where you find the handouts. I really do appreciate all of you listening. To recap the podcast, what's up this coming week? Look for the shadow cast by the light of Venus. On Sunday, December 5th, the moon, Venus, Saturn, and Jupiter all form a line in the evening sky. 
on December 4th, there will be a solar eclipse, but you will not likely see it. And get out and see Comet Leonard. You have been listening to Looking Up with Don, podcast episode number 100 for December 1st, 2021. I'm Don Mockholtz. Once again, the related website for this podcast is donmockholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z.com, two H's. You can contact me at donthestronomer at gmail.com. Once again, that is donthestronomer at gmail.com. God willing and pod willing, I'll be back next week for another episode of Looking Up with Don. We will discuss what's up in the sky. We will know more about how Comet Leonard is doing. We have an evening meteor shower coming up. And I'll talk more about visual comet hunting. Thank you for listening. See the sky this week. I'll see you next week.